Some say a crypto rally is expected one year before the next halving. Facebook makes their first blockchain acquisition, and a Canadian exchange has lost all their crypto in a story with a bizarre twist. But bizarre is the new normal in the blockchain world, and bizarre is totally normal for the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. So come inside, kick off your shoes, and grab an adult beverage from the fridge. You're always welcome here. It's episode number 237 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? And I should have said, kick off your shoes as long as your feet don't stink, Mr. Travis Wright. You should have said that, but you didn't, and you missed the moment. Well, we, you know, we're kind of making up for it right now. Well, it's fair. I mean, it is our show. We can do what we like, I guess, right? It's the bad Unless unless people hate it, then then we can't. (laughs) It's okay, because we're bad. We're the show for the Crypto Curious. The Crypto Serious, and this is our weekly bad news episode where we cover the latest news from the blockchain bitcoin and cryptocurrency world doesn't mean the news itself is bad just that we are how are you mr travis right you know i'm doing pretty good never better mr joe Cobb. it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood uh except cryptos still kind of down yeah it's it's snowing in denver so it's coming your way to kansas city soon i'm sure it's icy here there's actually they're predicting between an half an inch to an inch of only ice, which should be beautiful tomorrow with the trees. The ice is going to fall from the sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's been it's been very misty, and so there's already a nice little film of ice, very treacherous out there. So now I hear we got snow coming from you because you're our. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, Joel, what's the weather like today?" And he's like, "It's like this." I'm like, "Okay, so like in a day and a half or a day or so, that's what I get." That's so what Joel, you get, Joel, my weatherman. You know what else you get? You get to tell our listeners about our show sponsor, Digitex. All right. Our show sponsor for today is Digitex Futures. And we've talked about them in the past. They are launching a commission-free trading platform for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin future contracts. And so this is a game changer in the futures market. No other platform allows traders to trade with zero fees. They're eliminating all transaction fees, all withdrawal and deposit fees. Now, you ever had to be on Coinbase? You try to withdraw some stuff. I mean, they're taking a chunk of your of your change there, and so this ain't this uh, exchange is going to operate on its own base cryptocurrency, the DGTX token, and uh, there's more than eight hundred and fifty thousand people, real Dude, people, look, look, look at these in numbers. the queue. Nine, almost, almost a million. Oh my god, almost a million. Yeah, good god, good jolly. Anyway, that's good stuff. Digitex, you can check it out. Badco.in forward slash future into the future monty and got some really really great news for those of you that are planning on attending south by southwest in austin of texas where you don't mess with the state itself Uh, we've already announced that the bad crypto meetup version 2.0 the hard fork is taking place on saturday march 9th from six till whenever but we have also secured the venue to do a live broadcast of the bad crypto podcast at the said venue which will be revealed the meetup itself is free but we're only letting 50 people into the live broadcast which we're recording and which will become a podcast that everybody will be able to hear so if you want to register for to be in the audience 
for Bad Crypto Live at South by Southwest, it's going to cost you $10. And the reason we're charging you $10 is twofold. First of all, a lot of people sign up for meetups at South by, but they don't show up. Um, they just sign up for all of them. So we're charging $10 so that you know, hey, you really want to be there. Go ahead and get a ticket. The second reason is we're giving all proceeds to waterislife.com, one of the leading uh, philanthropic efforts for bringing clean water solutions to third world countries around the world. And so every dollar that you spend to reserve your seat at the taping in Austin is going to go directly to waterislife.com. You can register for your seat now. There's only 50 spots available. Go to badco.in forward slash hard fork. You'll see some sponsorship options there as well, but uh, make sure you reserve your ticket and then show up for the taping. (laughs) Hope to see you guys there. Okay, let's take a look at this week's news. All right, and taking a look at the coin market cap timestamp, um, around 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Wednesday the 6th, uh, about a day before the show actually comes out. And the market cap is about $111.5 billion. Bitcoin's at 34.13, Ripple 29 cents, Ethereum 105, EOS 234, Bcash 116, Tether $1, right where it's supposed to be. Litecoin almost $33, Tron 2.5 cents, and Stellar seeing a low of 7.3 cents. The Binance coin entering the top 10 with a, the, one of the few to be up today at $8.02. And I tell you, I think one's going to pop up on the, in the top 20 here in the next week or so once coin market cap uh, regulates its stuff, but because um, it doesn't have a market cap value for the new BitTorrent coin yet. Hmm. But BTT uh, launched on the Tron uh, blockchain. And it's already gone 10x since the ICO price. Do we have that here in the news, Mr. Travis Wright? I don't believe we have that in the news, but I was remember chatting with the team about it. BTT. So, you know, Tron actually acquired BitTorrent a few months back. Now they've launched the BTT token, which the more crypto you share or the more news and the more videos and music and software and media that you share, you earn crypto. And right now, uh, the BTT token is worth 0.00095 cents, 28 Satoshis. But um, yeah, it start, the people bought it at 0.0001. Yeah, in fact, I just located that story here on Bitcoinist. Tron's BitTorrent investment pays off as BTT pumps 870% since the ICO 870%. That reminds me of what crypto was like, you know, last year, Travis, when the ICOs were going crazy, because that was common, but that's not common now. I only, I'm just sad that I didn't really hear about it, much news about it prior to, because I would have jumped on that and I would have had an, I would have liked, you know, 870% increase in my cryptos from that. That would have been fun. Way to go, Justin Sun. He says, in one giant leap, we can introduce blockchain to hundreds of millions of users around the world and empower a new generation of content creators with the tools to distribute their content directly to others on the web. Love it. That's good. We need to chat with them and get them on the show. Get some Pretty BTT cool. up in Pretty here. Pretty cool so, stuff there, Mr. Uh, Mr. Justin Sun and, and yeah. folks at, uh, at BitTorrent. So, you know, here's uh, here's the sad thing, Mr. Travis Wright is that Bitcoin is now in its longest 
bear market ever. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you look at the charts and you kind of see between 2013 and 2015, there was a nice big bear, you know, Bitcoin bear market, but that was only 410 days. But then you just think back and you go, wait a second. It seemed like the price of crypto was just $20,000 last year. Well, it actually hit $19,674 on December 17th. So now we passed December 17th. It's been in a downward trend ever since then, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's been a problem. So that's a year. That's 365 days. We've passed January 17th. That's another 30 days. Here we are on the 7th. This is going to go live on the 7th of February. So 411 plus days now consecutively where prices have been in decline. So it's going to take it's going to take something Herculean to, to shake the market to have it cruising back up the other direction because you know when Bitcoin Cash did its thing and split off and forked and all that extra money was created and that money was just moving back and forth and a lot of money was being played with and there's just I don't see a huge influx of of money coming in unless something like Fidelity happens which they're talking about and some of these other big uh, institutional companies start throwing crypto you know start doing futures and start allowing people to trade it in their in their portfolio but they're not yet once that happens maybe the price of crypto starts increasing well one of the other things that could cause it to increase is the having of course the having happens in 2020 right mm-hmm. that's where uh, the block difficulty um get it's twice as uh, what is it 25% difficulty What's the actual difficulty? Well, so, well, what happens is, is that I'm not sure about the difficulty, but what happens is, is that the the reward per block gets cut in half every four years or every 210,000 blocks. Mm -hmm. So it was 50, then it hit 210,000 blocks, then it halved, then it was 25. Now, right now it's 12.5. We have about a year and a half left of it being 12.5 bitcoins being created every 10 minutes, right? Then it's going to go down to 6.125 once it halves again. Right. So traditionally, what these charts are showing and historically is that a year before the the halving happens is when Bitcoin begins to take its bull run. Because, you know, it's like people um, buy the rumor and sell the news. Only in this case, we know the news already. The news is, is that the halving is coming up in 2020. We know exactly you know, when it's going to happen. And so people that are going to anticipate um, if history is an indicator, then that means the bull run will come from uh, about a year out. Mm -hmm. And that article that you just linked to uh, has some really interesting stuff on it. The CoinDesk, well, the CoinDesk one that we have in the the news, it shows here are the charts, but it actually, there's a tweet from CoinMarketCoin desks what is it coin desk markets that says on the first having on november 28th 2012 price bottom 378 days before before the having and then it rose 510 percent the second having happened on uh, the uh, J- uh, july 9th 2016 price bottomed 539 days before then and then rose 309 percent and then uh, the last having happened on May 25th, or is going to happen on May 25th, 2020. And then that's r- we're roughly 497 days until having right now. So, so, you know, we're in that we're in that hot zone where we could maybe start feeling the residual pull of that having happening and, and lifting the price up. 
this uh, article says rebutting a recent comment from Chris Berniski, a placeholder ventures partner that the mainstream consciousness has logged, lost track of cryptocurrencies. This gentleman named Alistair Milne says that the FOMO, we've not even yet begin to see it. He says um, when Bitcoin has achieved mainstream awareness already. So when Bitcoin finally shows signs of life, monumental amounts of FOMO will begin to show its lovely face. The institutional groundwork is getting laid and it should help propel the digital asset to new heights in the coming years. And of course, that's something we've been saying for quite mm -hmm. some time is that when you have all these institutions that are working, you know, from the big financial institutions to Fortune 500 companies that are getting involved in in blockchain and crypto, it's just a matter of time. And you said, well, who was getting laid? Foundations were getting laid. Something was, I heard Foundation. you getting laid, and then I and then I forgot everything else you said. And I said, that's nice. Good, good job, Mister Joel. Com's getting laid. This is the bad Exciting. news, and that's uh, <laughs> thank you, Travis, for bringing <clears> the, bad, the bad news. What else that's we good. got here? Now, that is interesting that Alistair Milne, if you can actually can check him out on the Twitters, A-L-I-S-T-A-I-R, Milne, M-I-L-N-E, that's his Twitter handle. And uh, it says, if you aren't accumulating Bitcoin over the next three to six months, do you even crypto? And then he talks about, uh, he shows this tweet with this graph, which 15 months to having plus difficulty adjustment. And then it shows the 200-day the moving average and how it's never actually gone below that 200 day moving average and it's really close to it right now it's like it's like something that's never been done if it keeps popping it could go down below that 200 uh moving average which would be crazy so it looks to me like every other time it's done this then it's sort of that's the beginning of the the upward swing so maybe we'll see an upward swing that sure would be nice Maybe, maybe, maybe. Here's an article in Forbes uh, written by Billy Bambro, and he's talking about a Coinbase-led uh, funding round in a Bitcoin and blockchain startup that, that has said there's no way it can be evil uh, because it doesn't have a central point of failure. And, you know, it, because it's decentralized. So uh, does that mean it can't be evil or it just can't be evil by one group of people or one organization mm, hard to say but i love the image right there disrupt google because yeah. a lot of these silicon valley old guard there they are i mean it says they're losing they're at the risk of losing their reputations as ethically minded companies as the new wave of bitcoin and blockchain you know tech companies appear they are i mean if you you can actually look at it. like last night the state of the union happened and so i was like oh i want to go see the state of the union and then i went to youtube typed in state of the union the first listing was cnn saying oh we're gonna review it's like here's all the facts that the state of the union was wrong the next one was like somebody else's thing on a, a commentary the third one was like here's a two-minute abbreviated version of the state of the Union." i had to scroll down to actually find a stream of the actual thing i was looking for and so you can tell humans are in there with bias and they're they're changing algorithms and stuff to uh, to eliminate the ability to discover and do your own research effectively, I think. And so companies are going to start popping up that is going to, you know, if people are going to do this, then guess what? That's their power. Google wants to do that. Great. Go for Google. But you will be disrupted by someone who doesn't like that. You know, let, let's talk about that for just a moment before we talk about Dharma Labs here. Because, you know, when we live in an era where we have companies that are dominant, we can't see outside of that. 
right? But there was a time where you couldn't imagine that the PC wasn't dominating you know, the, the business world. Well, Apple came back, you know, with the Fury. There was a time before that that you couldn't see, you know, IBM. They had all the mainframes and they didn't mm-hmm. see the personal computer coming. There was a time in the internet where Yahoo was king of the search engines and, you know, how they have fallen. So even now, as we look at the giants, Google, the Facebook, the Twitter, uh, the Twitter, there will be disruption. And the one constant we know is that things change. And so get outside of the the view that you have that, well, this is always going to be the way it is. It's not. Mm-hmm. It will mm-hmm. it will be disrupted. And uh, this Dharma Labs that is, uh, is raising money um, for their decentralized technology, they're, they're doing margin loans, basically, mm-hmm. for Bitcoin mm-hmm. and crypto traders and high-volume investors. Um, and uh, this guy, Nadav Hollander, is the founder and CEO. He says, digital currencies will one day power financial services that are as competitive, user-friendly, and globally accessible as the best internet products we enjoy today. In the same way that Uber made it both easy and cheap to get a ride from anywhere in the world, we believe Dharma Lever or Lever will make accessing margin lending easy and cheap for anybody in the world. That sounds mm-hmm. like disruption to me. Yeah, and and it, and it is interesting. I mean, you know, for the longest time, Google had "Don't be evil" as its main sort of tagline internally, and I do like the fact that this says they can't be evil because of the way that it's decentralized. And you know, Joel and I. I think one of the things that's that's really great about uh, just one of the blessings that we have the show is that people come to us with interesting projects. And in the last week, we've seen a Yelp competitor, we've seen a Wikipedia competitor, a Twitter competitor, a Facebook competitor, and a Reddit competitor all popping up, and they all look good. They're not ready for prime time yet, so we haven't fully you know chatted about them yet, but they're coming. And guess what? Well, I would bet one of those, if not two of those, will, will get some traction. If you are a marketer and odds are you're listening right now that a lot of you are marketers, you need to be paying attention to this because if you have missed that wave, right, of getting involved early in a platform or a technology and go, you know, oh, man, I wish I had gotten into Facebook back in 2007. Well, I did. I wish I had gotten into Twitter in the early days. Well, I did. I wish I had, you know, made iPhone apps back when it was much easier to get in the store and get attention. Well, I did that because I'm always paying attention Mm -hmm. to the latest technology. And we're here to tell you, if you're not paying attention to what blockchain means to the future of your business, you're missing out, which is why you need to be subscribing to the Bad Crypto Podcast, available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and all places Mm -hmm. that matter. Mm -hmm. As well as... You know, we've just launched not only Bad Crypto, but we've launched a brand new podcast called Bad Boys of Tech, which is sort of a tongue-in-cheek version. If you like Bad Crypto, you'll like the Bad Boys of Tech. We also have Stuart Rogers as one of the hosts. We do one show a week on that where we talk about all the news, uh, not just crypto news. Actually, no crypto news for the most part, just everything except from crypto because, you know, we like other things too, but we love the crypto. So we're going to keep doing the crypto. And speaking of the giants and disruption, one of the giants is making a move forward into blockchain space. The headline from this Cheddar.com article in video is Facebook makes first blockchain acquisition with 
Chain Space. Uh, they are a small blockchain startup founded by researchers at the University College London. And Chain Space is building a smart contract system to facilitate payments and other services using blockchain. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Joel and I have been in technology for a long time. And if you've known this in Silicon Valley, this is sort of what's called an aqua hire, right? Because they want to get all of these, these, these talented people onto their team. Well, they, they bought the company, probably gave them some stock, exchanged some stock, maybe some cash. But everybody who was part of that team, they, they're now part of Facebook. And we've noticed, and we've been talking about this, Facebook has been hiring a lot of blockchain developers, a lot of really smart people that are in the space because, you know, there's what, two, 3,000 crypto projects now. And, you know, a lot of them are not going to reach the finish line, but they have a lot of talented people. I think a lot of these talented people are starting to be poached by some of these big Silicon Valley giants because they are saying, look, it's like, it's like we can't ignore blockchain for too much longer. And Facebook is trying to create something internally. Maybe it's going to be the face coin. Maybe it's a face token, an FB token, something. We don't know what they're doing yet, but they're doing something. And uh, we're going to have to keep an eye on that because uh, as they roll out that, that will make mass adoption uh, of crypto huge because people go, wow, we'll probably do something where, oh, you know, you po your post, you earn some crypto and maybe they're going to take a part of their ridiculous billions of dollars and uh, of revenue each year and give it back to the people we, yeah, who knows no we don't know don't what know. they're going to do yet we don't know what the purpose is we do know that facebook is merging all of their messenger platforms so facebook mm -hmm. messenger whatsapp and instagram messages are all mm -hmm. being merged into one so maybe that's a step towards creating a platform that will allow for uh for more blockchain integration don't know uh, right I now, can see Facebook Messenger and Instagram sort of merging. That makes sense. But WhatsApp is kind of its own beast, though. It's like it's a it's an encrypted messaging platform that people use that because they want the perceived privacy of it. But now that Facebook owns it, most likely it's not encrypted or it's not private or that data is not. They're still going to try to advertise to you, but they haven't ever advertised to us yet. They bought they bought WhatsApp for 19 billion dollars. And so they're obviously going to do something to monetize that merging them all together that could be a really big ass app on your phone that could just take so much power and drain your battery it might not work so who knows but they're probably gonna weave you know weave in some token in that whole process i would assume and some real bad news uh this article here on coin telegraph is really Truly bizarre. So the founder of this Canadian exchange, his name is Jerry Cotton. The exchange is Quadriga CX. Apparently, he died without letting anybody know the um, the keys to uh -huh. access the cold wallets mm -hmm. that contain the the cryptocurrency assets of the exchange. He 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 passed away suddenly. And it's $145 million in assets that are irretrievable. Yeah, so the exchange kept most of its assets in offline storage systems called, cold, you know, the cold wallets. And <laughs> they secured all those digital security keys. They protected them. But Cotton was the only one who knew them. And so basically, the exchange only has about $286,000 in cash, while it owes people $260 million in crypto that's that's canadian dollars 
or roughly $200 million to their users overall. And ouch. Yeah. And there's a, a thread here on the Quadriga Reddit, which um, there was a message from the um, uh, from Gerald's wife on behalf of Quadriga. And people are asking all kinds of questions like, you know, they, they want proof of his death. You know, because what if this was a scam? What if somebody's making off with those wallets and uh, mm-hmm. you know, weirder things have happened? I want to see his dead body. You wheel him out. <laughs> Jerry, I want to see your decomposing flesh. Are you okay. real? Is it you? That's no, it's not. Pretty horrible, Mr. Travis, right? But well, that's, I mean, you know, that just shows. I'm joking. I'm talking about Ruth, Ruth, Ruth Ginsburg. I want to see her. Yeah, that, it just shows how, <laughs> how fragile um you know th- this technology can be because there are these things that people didn't even think of you know mm-hmm. that this, this guy would die prematurely and he's the only one you know that had the keys and where are they and nobody knows mm-hmm. lots of people die every year how many of those people have crypto you know and everybody's paranoid you're like i don't want to give this person my crypto keys i don't want to give that person my crypto i don't want to give them to my attorney then maybe my attorney is going to steal my crypto and i don't want to put it in a vault because you know there's it's just <laughs> what do you do like who do you trust family members you know it's almost like you know i know there's gonna be a lot of people who die and crypto is going to be stuck in cold wallets never to be accessed again so mm-hmm. i know we talked to somebody about you know the um you know the passing it on when somebody passes away i know we chatted with somebody about that back in the day but that is a big problem there's got to be something to figure out so people can inherit the crypto well, in, in uh, right off that story, this Reuters article says crypto thefts and scams hit $1.7 billion in 2018. Uh, this uh, U.S.-based cybersecurity firm CypherTrace released this report. That would build one-third of a wall, Mr. Travis Wright. <laughs> you know what? I, I, that reminds me of something that I read also along the same lines where it says, you know, yeah, there's some cryptocurrency thefts. There's, you know, people worry about cryptocurrency and money laundering and this and that. And it says, don't worry about cryptocurrency money laundering. That's minuscule because banks laundered over $2 trillion a year. And it's like, whoa, that is that is some big numbers. And, you know, $1.7 billion is quite a lot. It's probably way more than, than I'll ever see in my lifetime. Way, way more. Hopefully not. Hopefully I can see some. But uh, it's just crazy to think about. You know, this is the kind of news that scares grandma away from getting into crypto. Oh, my God, yeah. everybody's on the crypto and the cryptos are criminals and they're all buying drugs and, you know, the, the Silk Road and everybody's horrible. It's like, you know, this is the kind of news that's not good for crypto. It's not. Uh, they say $950 million were thefts from exchanges and wallets. Um, and Korea and Japan were 58% of the thefts. And of course, crypto, the value of crypto has gone down quite a bit since then. Of course, these are only the validated thefts and there's a lot of thefts that aren't reported. What about the blackmail stuff? I mean, there's been so many issues of that. I even heard that here in Kansas City, like a law firm was like reached out to us. Can you help us figure this out? And like, well, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, somebody basically hacked into our cloud. They have access to all of our data now and they've got it hostage and they won't release it unless we pay them three Bitcoin. And, you know, you're like, wow, that's so how many how much an extortion has happened as a result of this? That's like a that's not even mentioned here. Right. Don't uh, don't negotiate with terrorists. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, here's a piece I of good secure up your data. <laughs> Back is, that uh, up. Here in the homeland, Wyoming has passed a bill to recognize cryptocurrencies as money. Um, as uh, of January 31st, I guess this has gone, uh, the bill goes into effect on March 1st, mm. but uh, it has been passed. And um, the bill will place crypto assets into three categories, digital consumer assets, digital securities, and virtual currencies. Any of those that fall into those categories will be defined as intangible personal property, granting virtual currencies the same treatment, treatment as fiat money. I thought crypto was a fad, Mr. Joel Com. It ain't no fad, Mr. Travis Wright. We're just getting started. You know what? I would say this. If you are a payment processor and you accept crypto, uh, I would be targeting some Wyoming businesses because if, if you know, Wyoming crypto is the same as, as cash money, then more people are going to start accumulating it and they're going to want to spend it. And if you don't accept crypto, then you don't, well, you're going to want to take a look at that. Maybe check out coinpayments.net or something. There's some other ones out there as well, like PayBear and Coin, what's the other one, CoinGate or something. Get something. You know, if you're in Wyoming and you or if you're just an e-commerce business at all and you don't accept crypto yet, uh, do it because people are going to start spending it. Well, Travis, our co-host for the Bad Boys of Tech, Mr. Stuart Rogers, has a new article out on Grit Daily. We reported on Bad Boys of Tech, how he got the uh, the Finney cryptocurrency smartphone from mm -hmm. Siren Labs, and he has just released his first article to talk about and to review here on gritdaily.com. Of course, the link to this and all the articles that we reference in this show are on the website in the show notes. And if you go to badco.in forward slash 237, you'll have access to all of those. It's free, just like the show. Yeah. Siren Labs provided Mr. Stuart Rogers with a unit for review. And uh, Siren Labs did not provide Joel or I one with one. I, I, we, I would yeah. I, want, I want a crypto wall. I want a crypto phone, Joe. Mister Joe Khan. We we've got one. nothing yet, but um, you know here he, this is the the first look at this, and I think he likes it. You know the overall. I'm not going to read the review. You guys can uh, can check it out. But do overall, it do it in his accent. Do it in his accent. I, I don't do British accents well, but overall, um, this is a smartphone with a um. Uh, you know, storage wallet for your cryptos that is secure and uh, using NFC technology. So he only has one problem with it, and that is the screen. Um, I think he says it makes it moving the device up and down. I'm not sure what actually moves. He says the screen. No, there's, a, there's, a, there's the device up on the back. The back part slides up, uh, and that creates like a whole other... I don't know if it's like a camera or what it is, but it's like, oh, that's the wallet sort of slides up from the back. You can see if you scroll down, show this show the screen here and then scroll down. There's an animated uh, GIF where it shows how that how it populates, how that, that back pops up. I don't actually know what's in that back, but I think that's where maybe where your wallet is located. Uh, there we go. Yep. Wallet. yep. The back slides up and there's a little screen right there. And I think that that's where the security aspect comes into it so mm -hmm. you've got a password you've got a 24 word backup the bottom line is if you're not going to use this for a wallet for cryptocurrency there's better android phones but if uh, you want a secure wallet cold storage wallet on your phone mm -hmm. then uh, perhaps the finney is the way to go you know what i want mr joel Com? i want a I blockchain phone 
that has a decentralized iOS or something. I don't want Apple because that's big tech. I mean, they're able to squash anybody that they don't want on their app store. I mean, they took right. us, they took bad crypto off for like three days because they thought we violated something and we didn't, but luckily we got back on, but they didn't even tell us that we were off until we discovered that we were off. And so they have a lot of power. Google has so much power with YouTube and the search results and everybody uses those platforms. And so I'm not a fan of Android, but what are the solutions? Nokia never, Nokia dropped the ball. BlackBerry dropped the ball. They never made anything comparable. There's no real competitors now. And so here we are. We're stuck with Big Brother or, you know, other brother. Or Little Sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, big Sister, Big Brother. All right. Let's move right along then there. And thank you, Stuart Rogers, for that article. You guys should go give that a read. Apparently, there are some vulnerabilities that are showing up in EOS, according to a hacker one, uh, of course, right now, EOS is, are they number four in crypto market cap still? Um, they, they are paying out bounties for people who uncover bugs, and they have revealed five different bugs that were worthy of uh, that bounty being uh, used as compensation. Mm-hmm. EOS, EOS, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, we've got oh, an interview coming up really soon to talk about EOS. Um, Kurt is is coming up here in an episode. We have so many cool interviews coming up. In fact, I think uh, I already announced this on the uh, Bad Crypto Mastermind, so we'll just announce it here to everybody who's listening. But Andreas Antonopoulos has finally agreed to an interview on Bad Crypto, and we're speaking with him in just a few days. That is true. And then we also interviewed Dr. Craig Wright, the real Satoshi Nakamoto, as he says. So he, so he says. <laughs> so he says. And then we also, we got like the next one. Who, who's the next one coming out on 238? That's like a really good one also. It, it'll be a surprise. I'm not telling no, you. No, it's not a surprise. We want to hype people you. up. If, if you don't know. Out. So apparently these bug reports aren't impacting the EOS price. You know, uh, I think that hiring, getting hackers to come in and find the the issues and paying them a bounty to break the system is is a great idea. In fact, we're going to be next week, we're going to be at the ETH Denver hackathon and we're going to meet some people that you definitely wouldn't want uh, to hack into your stuff. So here's another big player that's getting into blockchain, Samsung Next backs nine blockchain projects with stack zero grants they're giving these startups what they call a stack zero grant it's a non-equity program that supports early stage teams building decentralized technologies by providing Mm. funding expertise and access to the samsung next network that's very cool i would say this is you know it's not a fad here we are big companies like samsung is doing amazing things and they're the ones that are backing these projects. <laughs> oh, hey, this is cool, Travis. One of them is, is it a fad? Is that we, are we talking about a fad or what? One of these is Mastodon. Do you remember Mastodon came out last year? It's a, a social network that was supposed to be competition with Twitter. Mm-hmm. And they've got 1.6 million people. Publish anything you want. Links, pictures, text, video on a platform that's community owned and ad free so i'm kind of so samsung is that's one of the nine projects that's listed here Mm. that they're uh they're backing yeah i tell you social media disruption is coming folks i feel it i mean one of these projects is going to blow up and take a significant amount of share over time from these existing players who feel that they can deplatform folks that is a that is an angering point for most people and it's turned a lot of people away from social media and i don't think the giants have even realized it yet 
They don't even realize what's happening. Well, and they're not the only ones that are facing the disruption. Mainstream uh, media and entertainment is facing it as well. There's a blockchain distributor called Breaker, and they're launching titles from three different production houses to uh, to basically say to traditional filmmaking industry, um, hey, guess what? We are going to do peer-to-peer distribution we're going to empower artists we're going to empower filmmakers and owners mm-hmm. and uh, the world is changing super fast and this is just another sign this and this is not an article on a crypto um site either this is on variety.com yeah right <laughs> yeah the world is changing that's what i that's what i love about this is that wow here we are variety which is a hollywood publication talking about blockchain and talking about how decentralized solutions and, you know, the distributed ledger are going to help, you know, revolutionize the movie industry. And, you know, there's, it's fascinating to me. That's why it's like, here we are, we are in a crypto winter according to prices, but we're not in a crypto winter according to adoption and according to people building cool things. People are now trying to reach the finish line. They got a lot of funding. Now they've been in build mode. And when people are in build mode, innovation happens. And we're seeing a lot of innovation happening. And it is exciting, Mr. Joel Kahn. So the website is actually breaker.io. And I was not aware that this was founded in 2016 by a handful of people in the entertainment industry. But one of the people was Joseph Lubin who is the uh, the founder of Consensus and the Ethereum co-founder. And we're, we're actually trying to secure an interview with Joe at ETH Denver if he'll say yes. So come on, Joe. Joe. Come, you know what? On. We know people from Consensus listen to our show because we've had them come up to us at events and say, oh, my gosh, we like you guys' show. So tell Joe we're going to be at ETH Denver. And, you know, well, maybe, you know, they'll, maybe they'll hear. reached out to their people and they've put it out there to him. So hopefully. Okay. Our people talk to your – we have people? We have people. Hopefully they'll uh, say yes. When did that happen? How do we get people? Uh, Here's another move forward. Talk about this article from Mashable. Mashable. So, right. So, remember back last year where, um, you know, Coinbase and some of these big credit card companies said, nope, you can't buy crypto uh, with credit cards? Right. Well, now Binance is allowing you to buy Bitcoin with a credit card. So, Hmm. credit card payments now on Binance, which is the largest crypto exchange by volume. Uh, according to um, is the volume, how, how, you know, that's one thing about this, Mr. Joe Com is that you never know how much the volume is real on these exchanges. Right. You right. know, it's like, Oh my God, look at, and then you hear and you see reports and you're going, wait a second. That's, isn't that? So that's one of the things is that, you know, in NASDAQ and in the stock market, all that stuff's regulated, you know, you know, exactly the price is the same across all the platforms here. You just don't really know, but, Binance, world world's largest crypto exchange by volume, quote unquote. We don't know how true that is, but um, Visa, Mastercard are supported. Users can buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and XRP. And then once you buy those, obviously, then you can trade those for any of the other coins that they have. About 150 of them there on Binance. Very interesting. And uh, the training is happening at different universities around the world. Colleges, uh, universities are beginning to have courses so that people can learn blockchain. And apparently, uh, Berkeley blockchain at berkeley.edu is getting into it. And you can get into a program called Blockchain Technologies and Applications for Business. It starts in March 
And uh, they say it's innovation and collaboration can solve the world's most pressing problems. And, and you can get a blockchain education uh, in several different layers here. There's eight modules. There's a syllabus you can look at. And um, you can see who the faculty is as well. Get certified. Mm-hmm. Stop. Collaborate and innovate. And listen. MIT's yeah. got one too, <clears throat> Travis. I MIT has one. There's some other ones that have it as well. And that's what it says is that the business value out of blockchain will grow uh, over $176 billion by 2025, ex- expected to exceed $3.1 trillion by 2030. That's assuming more of these assets don't get digitized and turn into crypto assets, right? Because then that can happen way, way sooner. I think those numbers are probably, um, they're, they're not as optimistic as what probably will happen. Because if you start, you know, we, we, we've had different companies on that have that have been digitizing assets. And it's like, wait until like, you know, oh, well, we've, we've uh, asset, we've, we've digitally asset tokenized the Empire, you know, the Empire State Building. And you can buy a piece of the Empire State Building for X amount, right? Like everything's going to be digitized where you can buy portions of different things and diversify portfolios in a really in- unique way. I mean, you, you, you said assetize, though, which I, I did. Was funny. That was that good. Was- that was great. Kiss my kiss my assets. Uh, one more piece of news from the advisory corner. As you guys know, we're advisors on the Divi project, and they just sent out a tweet yesterday that says, we're pleased to announce that the BlockNet has begun the process of integrating Divi with their decentralized exchange, BlockDX. So that's cool to see as well. Absolutely. A lot of great stuff happening. Mr. Jocom, crypto and blockchain is not a fad, I guess we're learning. It is not a fad. You know what else isn't a fad? Is uh, is reviewing the Bad Crypto Podcast. In fact, we got a couple five star reviews that just popped in recently, and uh, the first one is from Me Seven Forty One here in the United States. He says, "Just like bad medicine is what John Bon Jovi needs, bad crypto is what I need." I subscribe to a lot of crypto podcasts, but this one is easily my favorite. You're our favorite too. Joel and Travis are very informative and entertaining. The way crypto was going in 2017, I thought I'd be retired by now. The way crypto went in 2018, I'm just glad I haven't grabbed a metal ladder and ran into the nearest power line. This podcast has helped me get through crypto winter with a smile. Uh, that's, we're glad that you're smiling, and, and thanks for listening. That is true. Whenever somebody says I'm retired, uh, it always makes me think of Borat. He goes, oh, I'm sorry you're retired. I did, you don't seem like retired. <laughs> but everybody last year was like yeah by 2020 i'm gonna be living on a beach and now it's like by by 2020 I, i'm gonna need a new cardboard box yeah on the beach on the beach <laughs> for sure hey we had another one too obsessed with crypto am i bad by i hate facebook messenger very good that's her name i've out been listening out of the uk yeah i've been listening to the show since august 4th 2017 wow that is an og og super mm-hmm. og Shortly thereafter, uh, with much coercing during what my wife would describe as semi-ruined holiday in Borneo, I convinced her that I needed to buy Bitcoin. I then listened to your first interview with Ronnie, the angry, preachy, shouty Moes, which then convinced me to really get hooked on crypto. So having waited a couple of long months, I doubled down and again began controlling and lobbying for what quickly became a deep-rooted obsession. I wanted to uh, talk about crypto 24-7. I work for a large tech company and engage my team in crypto conversations. None were interested, nor had invest. 
I went to customer technology conferences and ran straw polls on Bitcoin awareness, talking to engineers and CTOs, really just so I could talk about crypto. None were interested. I think about crypto 24-7. My poor wife has suffered my addiction for 18 months, and it shows no sign of waning. So I would like to thank both of you for feeding my addiction, giving me a new interest in life, and for bringing your wonderful spirit to my ears each week. Much love, Jim K. Happily married to a slightly fed up crypto widow. Oh, that's sweet, Jim. And, and tell tell your wife that uh, sorry, not sorry. That we're glad you're listening, and she should listen too. She might. Uh, Maybe she should listen to the Bad Boys of Tech. Maybe she might like that. Couples who listen to Bad Crypto together huddle together. <laughs> and a cuddle, cuddle. cuddle and cuddle. They huddle and they cuddle. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast, and we would love your review. Go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or Google Play or wherever you listen that you're able to review and leave us one. If it's humorous, more likely that we'll read it. If it's five stars, also more likely that we'll read it. But if you're going to leave a one-star review, go leave it for another show. Don't leave it for ours. because If you're, you're going to leave a one-star one, one show, go to our Facebook page and message us and let us see what we can do to make it better because... You know what? We're bad. We're not. We're not perfect, and we are slightly opinionated from time to time. But you know what? Who isn't? And uh, yeah, we, we're just glad you listen to the show. If you like it, you like it. Guess what? It's free. It costs you nothing. That's right. Don't complain and stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.